Welcome to Dr. Zoe Today, where the topics are always real, raw, and relevant about love, sex, and relationships. Warning, do not listen to this show if you are sensitive to controversial issues or easily offended. Dr. Zoe and her guests are not to be held liable for any shock, pissing of the past, sudden desire of change, or uncontrollable laughter. Now, here's your host, Dr. Zoe. Hey everybody and welcome back to Dr. Zoe today. My guest tonight has been featured on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, has worked with the television show Castle, American Idol, he's done work with VH1, Miss Universe, and many more. He is celebrity choreographer Brooklyn J. Welcome to the show, Brooklyn. What up, what up? <laughs> How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. Awesome. Before we get started, I want you to tell all my listeners where they can check you out and connect with you. What's up, Dr. Zoe listeners? This is Brooklyn J. You can check me out. I, I think my uh, my Twitter is my Instagram. You can check me out on Instagram at the Brooklyn J. You can also go to YouTube and type in Brooklyn J, and thousands of stuff will pop up, and I hope you like what you see. And Brooklyn, your last name is spelled J-A-I, just so everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people say jaw. <laughs> I know. J-A-I. J-A-I. Brooklyn, just like the city, and J-A-I. So you've got a lot of exciting stuff going on right now. You're working on a new reality show. You're getting ready to release a new single, traveling the world, and, of course, teaching dance. Tell me a little bit about what's going on. Yeah, um, I, well, like you said, I'm, I'm, um, I've been traveling a, a lot. Um, I'm on this convention called Hollywood Connections, and uh, basically what we do is just go to different cities, and it's a, it's got a lot of great choreographers that've been in the industry forever and have done so many great things that you and I love, and uh, I'm just happy to be a part of it. So we travel and we show these kids what we got, and we go full out, and it's just amazing. amazing cool. Experience. That is awesome. And then, and then I'm also, I just shot a uh, pilot for a reality show. It's called um, Brooklyn's Empire. And cool. uh, it's basically about my life, me going from being a choreographer to now a recording artist, and I've got a lot of great feedback. I've I've got a great response. I was a little bit worried about them not ex- uh, accepted me as a recording artist, but the feedback has been great because my shows are just freaking full out. So awesome. that's love. <laughs> awesome. You're absolutely gorgeous, and I'm sure you get this question awesome. all the time, but what national – oh, come on. You're like a 10. You're definitely a 10, which, you know, <laughs> it's such you. a blessing. I'm like an 8 or a 9. You're a fucking 10. Anyway. No, you're, you're a 10. You're- what? Are you kidding? <laughs> I, was, I was looking at your pictures today, and I'm like, this girl is beautiful. Like, what the heck? Oh, thank you, thank you. But what nationality are you? I know you probably get asked that question all the time. Well, it's so funny because uh, just the other day I I walked into a Seven Eleven and the guy's like, "Oh my God, you're like, are you, are you like my nationality?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> no, I'm sorry." I am so, are you just are you mixed black. or? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm Mexican and black. I have got a little oh black my gosh. and I got a little Mexican side. So bam, here I am. What color are your eyes? Your eyes are, like, really light, though. Uh, sometimes they're really light, and sometimes they're really dark. I don't have, like, the gorgeous, gorgeous eyes, but, you know, I'll take it till I make it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You got the gorgeous eyes. My, I wear contacts sometimes, too. I do. I, See, do. I used to wear contacts. 
I'm Greek and Italian. Hey, I know people that are going and having surgery to have the color of their eyes changed. So, hey, whatever works, right? And you know, I just saw somebody who did that, and they went blind. Oh, my goodness. I, well, I saw it on a post on Facebook. It was crazy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, I don't know. My... You, you stick to contact. Yeah, I know. That's, that is absolutely nuts. So how did you get started? Well, let's, let's talk about this first. Where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, Stockton, California, a little small town, but I love it. Okay. And it's so right why, why the name Brooklyn then? I don't know. My mom just was just very creative and just called cool. me and started, you know, naming Brooklyn. Brooklyn That's Day. cool. That's cool. That yeah. is really cool. All right. So you grew up there. Did you have brothers and sisters, or what was the deal? I do. I have uh, – my mom had six kids. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And uh, – and we started. I started dancing when we're, we were younger, and I just started teaching all my my sisters. Of course, my brother didn't want to be a dancer, um, but I started teaching my sisters, and then we started doing dance groups and all that stuff. And that's where it basically started. It, I, it kicked off. Like this okay, so I how old I were you when you started dancing? I was about seven or eight. Okay. Where do you rank in the six kids? Is it are you in the middle? Are you older or younger? It's my sister and it's me. We're twins. Oh my goodness. I had no idea you were a twin. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Sister, yeah. Uh-huh. So so it's my it's me and my sister and then it's Missy and then it's I'm sorry, it's me and my sister Andrea and then it is uh Steven and then Missy, and then Tiana, and then Anthony, my baby brother Anthony. Oh, cool, cool. So yeah. you guys were, like, dancing in the house, and you started, like, choreographing with your brothers and sisters. Is that how it kind of got started when you were little? Yeah, well, I started, I started, my mom used to always call me spaghetti legs because I would stand in front of the TV and, like, do this jitter thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she decides she will do the dance to the T, but she said I was, like, bouncing around and, and then from there, I just started, like, really getting involved. Nobody taught me. This is something You know what's so funny? Like. My little brother, I have one brother. He's three years younger, and he used to call me Dance Fever because I used to have fake IDs <laughs> not to go drink but to just go dance. So when I was, like, 14, yeah, 14, 15, 16 years old, I grew up in Florida. So, like, I'm going into the best clubs in Miami. We're, right. you know, everywhere. Yeah. And I am actually getting in with a fake ID not to drink but to dance. <laughs> so, That's so that, yeah, it's really funny. So, okay, so what, so mom and dad both at the house or, like, did you grow up with a single mom or how did that all work out? Uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, my mo- my mom and my uh, brothers and sisters' dad. Um, okay. And so yeah, we so we I running around the house dancing and putting on shows when my mom had guests over. <laughs> they probably cool. Like, because we were so like, we're gonna, you're gonna watch our show and you're gonna love it. Okay, <laughs> so obviously very good looking. I'm sure your family is very good looking. How old were you when you started dating? I was teen. I'm sorry to say, but I was thirty. <laughs> were you yeah. 
were you like a handful? Like, you know, when you have a good-looking kid, I have a son, and he's gorgeous, and he's a photographer. And, like, recently there's this – he's 14, okay? And recently there's, like, this 22-year-old girl who comes up to him and sees him with this badass camera because I spoil my kid, and he gets all the best photography equipment. And she sees him taking pictures, and she comes up to him, and she's like, will you photograph me? Here's my number, blah, blah, blah. Uh, like he's like, Mom, I can make mom, I can make mad money photograph like I need yeah, to do well, this. Sure. Da, da, da. He's like I'm like, No, that's not gonna happen yet. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to stick to like street photography and sunsets yeah, and shit. Like that's not gonna happen yet. But when you were thirteen, were you like a handful? Because like I know, you know, I'm sure like your mom was probably protective and stuff. You know, actually I was you know, I've like I am now, I've always been involved or more um, into my career. Into your art, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I was never a handful. My, you know, we, I was, well, first of all, my mom put the, like, the fear in God in us, so if we did anything wrong, she was, like, on us. But we were good kids, and yeah. we, didn't, we, we played and we hung out in the yard and all that stuff and played with our friends, but... I was always the one that was out there trying to choreograph something or trying to get my friends to dance and trying to get them to do this or that. Um, so, so you weren't a player. you when you were a teenager. You were you were like a sweet kid. Yeah, I was a sweet. I wasn't a player. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just know, like, when you're good-looking, it's so easy to be a player. Okay, all right, so I've always personally believed that when someone is a good dancer, that means that they're good and bad. Would you agree? Uh, Come no, on, you you have more experience with this. I mean, you're around dancers all the time. I got some moves and I got some good rhythm, so you put <laughs> All right, but not just talking about you. What about your experience as far as, like, you know, with people that you know? Uh, I've had some bad experiences. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So speaking of your career, so you start off, you're, you know, you're dancing, you're choreographing your friends, you're always getting stuff going. What was your first major break in your career? Well, I was... I was, um, I was, I remember being in Stockton and I joined a dance group called Stick With It. And um, my friend actually told me about it when I was in high school. He's like, yo, there's a dance group called Stick With It in Stockton, California. Um, you need to come check it out. And so I went to the, they were having auditions and I sat there and I didn't get up to audition. I was just watching the audition. But as I'm watching the audition, I was going through it in my head. So the choreographer goes, oh, you look like you know the choreography. Can you get up and do it? So I get up and do it, and I um, I kind of booked the, you know, the gig. And so we, we've toured and we competed and all that stuff. But my first big gig is when I dropped everything that I was doing um, in Stockton and moved to L.A. off of $1,800. Wow. Yeah, and um, I I, I, I just bought a puppy for eighteen hundred dollars, and everybody thinks oh, I'm crazy. Damn. <laughs> anyway, so 
Yeah, it's so cute. Oh, my gosh, I love her. Anyway, um, okay, $1,800. It's just in my head because I just bought this puppy for 1800 the other day. And everyone's like, are you kidding me? I can't believe you paid that for a dog. I know, I know, I know. And all you rescue people, please don't get on my shit. Okay, now – the um, <laughs> so eighteen hundred bucks. You moved to LA, and I so yeah. what? I mean, that's obviously a ballsy move, and it was something that you felt led to do. How old were you when you did that? I I think I was like seventeen. Okay. All right. So you go to LA, and what happens? So I moved to LA, and I was with uh, my girlfriend, and we moved here, and then things changed. You know, she started. You know experiencing the life out here and all that stuff. And so I was I was actually homeless for about six to seven months. Wow. Homeless. Living in North Hollywood under people's cars and walking the park and sleeping on benches and like flat out homeless. Like it was wow. crazy. Yeah. Wow. So tell me a little bit about that time because I think that like the higher the call, the stronger the adversity with somebody who has like a high call on their life or has like, you know, a vision and a purpose. And, you know, I've gone through struggles myself and I know for me personally, years ago when I went through struggles where I was broke, busted and disgusted, I would never have become the person that I am today if I didn't go through that. So we're talking right. about did you like go to homeless shelters and you're on the street and did you like how did you like make it? How did you like how did you well, make you know, it? I, I came out here, you know, like you said, on a uh, for a purpose. I came out here to try to better my career, become a star, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, do something with my life. I basically walked the streets at night because I was too afraid to I was too afraid to sleep because I was afraid somebody would bump me or whatever. So I would walk, yeah. and literally I would have a – I had bought a um, earphones from the 99 cent store with music, and I would walk around and dance around North Hollywood and just stay up. And then when the sun came up, I would try to go sleep, but I got I got smart and I was I was taking I was still taking dance classes from people that I knew, mm. and uh, one day I, w- I was taking dance classes at the Edge. It's in it's in Hollywood, and um, a guy came up to me and he said, "You look like you should be on TV." Mm. Um, yeah, you do. Want to do? Do you want to do extra work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I said yes. Yeah. So I took the opportunity and. It was legit. I was doing extra work for girlfriends on UPN, one-on-one with Kyla Pratt. Like, I was doing all this extra work and was saving all the money. And then I had lost all the money the day I was going to get an apartment. How did you lose all the money? I went to a gas station to change my pants because I had just got out of class. And I went to a gas station to change my pants. And I guess the money had fallen out. I had cashed all the checks. And I had all cash on me. So when I went to go get the apartment, go look at the apartment, put the deposit down, I didn't have any money. Oh, my gosh. So what did you do then? I ran back to the gas station where I knew I left from that, from point A to point B, where there couldn't have been no other place. I had the money when I was at the gas station. I went back, searched, I mean, dropped to my knees in the bathroom, looked under the stall, nothing. Mm. It was like four or five grand. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, how did you get yourself out of that situation? Did you just continue to work and how to re-save up? Well, no, Shane Sparks, which I will always forever, ever love. Um, Shane Sparks is a huge choreographer in the industry. 
he uh, was choreographing for a girl named Angel Faith, who was a pop star. She They created the, we're the kids in America, that's all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So or I guess they remade it, and they became huge. There was a girl group called No Secret. Okay. So she went solo, and I guess the person that was dancing for her, they he got let go. I don't know what the situation was, but Shane con- got in contact with me, and he said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm actually doing nothing. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, can you drop everything you're doing right now, and we're going to, uh, can you come on tour? So wow. I, I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything. So I was like, I have clothes. Let's do it. They had a car pick me up, take me to the airport. They already had a ticket for me, and they um, flew me to Atlanta. And from there, that I think that's where my career just took off. Wow. So this is how you started working with celebrities. This is how I started working. Yeah, I started working with celebrities. I did the tour for about a year and a half. And then from that tour, we were – we jumped on different tours. We were, like, with Ashley Simpson. We were with JoJo. We were with um, 3LW. So we just started – I just started making connections from there. And then one day when I came back from that tour, the tour was over, I asked Millennium. It's a dance studio in North Hollywood where all the celebrities go and they rehearse. And, you know, if you go in, there's just tons of celebrities on, on the walls who who danced at Millennium. I asked if I could teach a class, but I didn't have that great of a resume yet. Right. So – the director of um, Millennium, who, her name is Jen, uh, which I love dearly, she was like, you need to build more. You need to build more because people don't know who you are. And da, da, da. Right. So I started doing free shows and choreographing and all this stuff. And one day she needed a sub. She asked me to come sub. And um, and everybody had, loved you. I, I had 100 people in my class, my first time subbing. And she was like, um, yeah, you need to teach Monday and Wednesdays. And she gave me a time. And then from that, moment on, I had a class and was just, my name went everywhere. Brooklyn J. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So fast forward, what celebrities have you worked with? I mean, you mentioned Um, Ashley Simpson. We know you were featured on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Congratulations on that. So what you've worked with, you've worked with a lot of celebrities. Who else have you worked with? I'm I'm so blessed. I've worked with uh, China McLean, which is from um, Disney's Ant Farm, and then she also has two sis- beautiful sisters. And so their their girl group is called the McLean Sisters, which they're a very well known. So I work with that um, them. I've worked with Niecy Nash on her reality show. Awesome. I did some Kardashians. I did the uh, I choreographed Castle, um, the TV show Castle with uh, a couple of strippers, which that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, and then um, you did um, you did VH1. You did something with VH1. I did the VH1 Save the Music Tour, which was amazing. Um, I I danced back up back up with also Shane Sparks. He hired me on that job. Um, I danced for Marcus Houston on the BET Awards. I've danced for uh, Corey Clark from American Idol from on the Soul Train Awards. I did Kimberly Locke from American Idol. Um, I, I did some stuff on the Black Eyed Peas with Corey Clark. Um, nice. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's just awesome. Like, that is so yeah. awesome. Congratulations on that. It's Thanks. so cool to hear about somebody who started from the bottom, now they're here. All right. So, out of everybody you've worked with and all the celebrities that you've met, and whether it's somebody you've worked with or just being in the circles you're in. Who is totally different than what you expected? That is a good question. 
Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't really get, I don't really get too, too close because I always hate, I feel, I, I, this is just me. I hate to know the real person. You know what I'm saying? You want to keep the fancy idea in your head. You know, what's crazy is that I'm a confidential coach and I've got tons of celebrities. And like, you know, I was in the music industry before I was, you know, the confidential coach and my company does all kinds of stuff. We certify life coaches and everything, but the bulk of my personal clients are celebrities, politicians, professional athletes, you know, religious leaders. And yeah, I mean, I feel you, you know, it is, it's a lot. Like I, the things that I know, I probably, we have uh, who is that old madam Heidi Fleiss? Was that her name? I don't know. But anyway, I probably have more information on people than like anybody. Like TMZ would have a field day with my brain, and that's oh, never going to yeah. happen because my whole brand is built on confidentiality. Because you know, leaders need somebody to talk to. But I have found the more fame, the more uh, wealth, the more uh, power, um, the more skeletons in the closet. Usually, right. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so so you have met you've had met a lot of celebrities though, and so what was Kim Kardashian like? What was Kim she like? Kim Kardashian was she was so sweet. Well, I I um I I went to take a dance class with her, and um she was she was shy and she was sweet and she was very humble, like what people think that she is, or they say all this crazy stuff in person with all of us, whoever took the class with her, she was so sweet and was like, you're so talented and you're this and you're that. And and I actually stood next to her a lot. And she, there was a couple of times where she kind of grabbed onto me and was like, oh, my God, I'm so scared to take this class. I, I, you go, you dance, whatever. But at the end, when we took pictures and all that stuff, she was just so sweet, like really sweet. Okay, but straight up. Straight up, I want you to be totally honest. If Kim K and Amber Rose had a dance-off, who do you think would win? Come on, Brooklyn. I would say I would say Amber Rose because I'd be seeing some of those twerk videos and. You know, <laughs> <got> the, <laughs> okay, alright, alright. So you talk. So. Alright, so when you're hanging out in LA and you're going to different clubs and stuff, who are some of the interesting people that you've met? Celebrities. Yeah. Well, I didn't meet I didn't meet this person in the club, but. I, I met Lindsay Lohan. Um, it was a funny story. I was walking in Millennium, and Lindsay was her. She just kept following my. Her eyes kept following me. So when I went in, I told my personal assistant. I said, "I think she's like checking me out or whatever." She's like, "No, <laughs> you're tripping. It's Lindsay Lohan. She's not checking you out." So I was like, "Watch. Let's go back out." So we walk out, and um, her eyes follow me to the car. So I'm like, "I told you. I told you she's looking at me." <laughs> He's like, "You're right. She is." So we walk back. And her, you know, her PR calls me over, and she's like, Lindsay's just trying to figure out where she know you from. Uh, and like, it's funny when yeah. you use the assistant to do the pickup line. Right, right. You know, like, my assistant is my right hand, but I don't think I'm that bad. I might, no, 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 I take that. I do have her give out my business card to random. No, no, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty good about that. Okay, so, all right, so she sends the, the PR person over to talk to you and says, Lindsay recognizes you. Okay. Yeah, Go well, ahead. no, Lindsay was sitting right next to her. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Right. So so I'm standing there, and I'm like, um, 
And she's like, Lindsay's trying to figure out where she know you from. It's like you guys party together or you guys did this, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I think we hung out at a club one day and we party. We're the same VIP section, blah, blah, blah. And Lindsay goes, that's it. That's where I know you from. You know, we exchanged numbers and blah, blah, blah. I lost your number. That's the reason why I haven't contacted you. Give me your number again. And I cried, <laughs> I remember, and I, you know, I was wondering why you didn't call me. I just played it up. I played oh, it up. Oh, my gosh. So you yeah. guys exchanged numbers, obviously. We exchanged numbers, right. And um, we, we, you know, you know we texted a little bit back and forth. And um, I remember the last time I seen her, I, she was at a, a, a shop near um, Pitfire. And she texted me, and she's like, yo, the, you know, because the paparazzi was, like, so on the glass. They were just, like, trying to bust through the door to get her shopping. And she's like, mm. so I meet her at uh, Pitfire, and the people are just snapping pictures and just going crazy. And, like, she's ordering food, like a salad. Like, how exciting is that? But <laughs> and I remember her telling me, like, dude, I can't take this anymore. Like, it's, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So what's the craziest thing that's happened to you personally, like as a celebrity choreographer with like the fans, like with your fans, has anything crazy happened? You know, I have a lot of people try to impersonate me. I oh have my gosh. A lot of people like me. stealing your pictures and like catfishing people with your pictures. Right, yes. Oh, uh, no doubt. That. You're hot as fuck. I mean, come on, you're a very good-looking guy. Of course that's going to happen. But what else has happened? Yeah. So has that I gotten crazy? That. Is there, like, girls who are like, oh, I'm in love with you. Oh, it's not you. Oh, I'm sorry. What's happened? <laughs> I have a lot of people send me naked pictures. <laughs> I think that happens to all of us. <laughs> or, or they're married and they're like masturbating and they're screaming your name. That's like the worst. Oh or it's like, or it's like I had a guy one time, and you know who you are. And I even wrote a blog about this. Oh, I'm like, sure. be careful what you do. Yeah, Zoelina.com. You can check it out. Z o e l e n a. dot com. And this dude, he's uh, he is like a luxury real estate guy in L. A. and sent me. A video of him, like I thought he wanted to do business, and this happens, right. you know. It, it's it gonna happens, happen. Yeah. yeah, when you're good looking and you're in business, like people aren't gonna take you. If there's some people that won't take you seriously, and they just wanna, they just wanna test the waters and see what happens. Anyway, sends me a video of him masturbating. But the grossest thing is, is that dude, homie was old, and I think he got Botox on his balls or something, and it went wrong. It was like a botch job. I don't know what happened, or I, I don't know. It was horrible. Okay, so naked pictures. <laughs> have, oh, have, you made me have bad flashbacks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had um, I had a. I remember doing a meet and greet one day, and uh, I remember a mother came up to me, and she was like, "I'm so sorry, but my mom wants to. She says you have the most beautiful ass ever. Can she just squeeze it?" Oh my gosh! And I let her You let her squeeze it. Good. Yeah, good. So you teach dance to a lot of like kids too. So do the moms crush on you a lot? I, I do have a lot of moms who are like, you are like freaking sexy as hell. A lot of moms. Yeah. And has you ever pushed the envelope a little too far or no? Um, no, I, I think the only the only 
push for that was just the grandma, like, really trying to jump my bones. <laughs> All right, so for you personally, who are some of your your personal favorite dancers? Like, was there people that you looked up to when you were growing up? or And even currently, who are some of your favorite dancers? Uh, some of my favorite dancers was um, Charnette Hearn from she, that, Jan, Janet Jackson. Uh-huh. Um, Brian Friedman, who is, you know, just sickening. Um, Tina Landon, Paula Abdul. Like all, all these Paula people. Abdul, my dance group yeah. back in the day. I'm gonna give away my age. We opened up for Paula Abdul. Like that was Word. ages ago. Yeah, I was I was a young baby. Yeah, I was definitely a baby. It was it was yeah. We're not gonna go there. It's that's giving away <laughs> my age. Okay, so I have a question for you. If you could spend the day with Beyonce, J Lo, or Nicki Minaj, who would it be and why? Beyonce, J Lo, or Nicki? It, uh I think it would be Beyonce. Okay. Why? Um, I just I just love the drive and I love how hard she works and I love that she's um well I, I, I don't know her personally but from what I see I know that she puts her all in and I can yeah. relate to that. Because yeah. I, I bust my ass non like from sun up till like four AM yeah, I'm still trying to work. I, I, I feel you, I know. I know, it's crazy. But Nicki Minaj sounds fun. Like, she seems like she would be fun as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're also a recording artist. Let's talk about that for a second. If you could, who are your top three picks if you could collaborate with any other artist? Who would it be? Top three. Um, top three. One, Nicki Minaj, because she anything she touches turns to gold. Yeah. Like, she's, like, sickening. She's, yeah, she is. She's a badass. And she's got a beautiful uh, ass, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's not here with us, but Michael Jackson. I would love to pick Michael Jackson's brain and collaborate with him. And last but not least, Madonna, because she has been here from top to mm-hmm. finish strong. She still sells out concerts. When Madonna leaves and she comes back, it's all about Madonna. Yeah. Like, she shuts it down. So... She's amazing. She's like, what, 50? She's like 53 now. And one of the award shows she just did recently, I was just, I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Amazing, amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I hope, you know, I mean, we could all, I've got good genes. Obviously, you got good genes. I hope we both look that good when we're that age. I mean, seriously. Oh, uh, we will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just so. amazing, amazing. Okay, so far, what would you say for you personally is the most rewarding thing in your career? I think the most rewarding thing um, would be to have, to, to have uh, you know, I'm not saying that I'm just, huge person, but I have fans from all over the world, Africa, um, China, Russia, like London, Europe, all over Europe, and all over USA. The well, the reason why they- I wanted to have you on the show, Brooklyn, is because you are a rising star, and you are you have steadily been rising, and I truly believe that all these projects that you have that are about to jump off, it's kind of like... You know, I shared with you I'm an agent, and I was an agent in the music industry, and you're behind the scenes. And as a choreographer, you're behind the scenes. You're helping all of these celebrities shine, right? Well, now right. I think it's time for you to shine. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you've yeah. had, you've had, when you're behind the scenes for so long and it's like, damn, like, I hooked that person up, I hooked that person up, I got that person's right. career on point, I have that person, you know, now it's time for me. And so I think that you're there, and I think that it's been a progression. And thank you so much for sharing about, you know, being homeless and stuff, because there's people out there right now listening, and they have a dream, they have a vision, and they're, you know, and they're rock bottom. Maybe their rock right. bottom is different right. than you and I's rock bottom. I wasn't homeless, but I know I went through a tough time years ago. Maybe their rock bottom is they just got a divorce. Maybe their rock bottom is they just went bankrupt. Maybe their rock bottom is with drugs, alcohol, something else. But there's people out there, or maybe they just are like one of these people that they just keep pushing and grinding and pushing and grinding, and they're hitting that brick wall, like, you know, like we did back in the day. And now, you know, look what's happened with you. And I can say for myself, like, I'm so thankful and grateful for, you know, what's happened in my life. And But I know that the struggle has made me who I am, and obviously Correct. the struggles made you who you are as well. So that backstory is important. What would you say to somebody right now? now that's listening that might be at their rock bottom and they have a dream, they have a vision, and what what would be a word of encouragement you would give them? I was I would I this sounds, probably sounds cliche and all that stuff, but I would say never give up because being being a choreographer and being told no and your stuff is not good and then out going to being a recording artist and I've also hear no all the time. I, you can make it happen. If you really want it and if you really stay focused and humble and, and you can make anything come true. I'm living proof. I I went from not having a penny to now having to have now having money and a successful career and fans and people knowing who I am and people coming up to me saying, "My daughter just loves you." You know, can we take a picture? My, it's yeah. it's it's a blessing. Yeah, uh, awesome, awesome. Obviously, you know, you've got a big vision, and I always tell people when they do what they love and they're passionate about, it never feels like work. That's why you could be on the grind till 4 a.m., and so can I, and we enjoy what we do. You um, enjoy it, right. Yeah, exactly, and it doesn't feel like work. It's your it's your passion. Um, where do you want to see this end up? Like, let's say, fast forward five years, where do you, what do you want to see happen? I, I, I want to be a household name. I want to be known as a, um, how do you say it? Like a, I want to be known as an icon, not for just because I want to be successful, but for what I've done, what right. I, who I inspire, and and people are listening to my music and dancing to my moves, and and you know, I I I want to be what Madonna is, which is here to she's here to stay right. until the wheels fall off. A living legend, a living legend. A living legend. Yes. Okay, Brooklyn, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to answer the listeners' questions about love, sex, and relationships. Right. Are you a leader in your industry? A high-performance male on the cutting edge of business, sports, or entertainment with no one you can trust to talk to about relationships, financial, or career issues? Dr. Zoe has been a confidant to men just like you for over a decade. Get this secret weapon in your corner and become one of her VIP clients today. Go to catapultent.com. That's K-A-T-A-P-U-L-T-E-N-T.com. Or call 1-844-MY-DR-ZOE. That's 1-844-MY-DR-ZOE. Okay. 
Okay, if you have a question about love, sex, or relationships, you could submit it via the Dr. Zoe Today app. Just click on the Ask Dr. Zoe tab or visit drzoetoday.com. Brooklyn, are you ready to answer some of these questions from my crazy, naughty listeners? (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love, love, love my fan base because it's crazy because I always think like, okay, like we have the show as 18 and up because we do like talk about a lot of controversial stuff and we do cuss and stuff like that. And but it's crazy because I always find out that like, you know, younger kids are listening and then I'll have like, you know, older people like talk about the show too and I'm like, dang, maybe we got the demographics like a little bit wider than what I thought. So I'm always happy. I love all you guys. Thank you so much for your love and support. Okay, we got our first question is anonymous. It says, I live in New York and I was at the club and I met this hot chick. Took her home, we were making out and grinding on each other, and she had a dick. I screamed and told him to get the hell off of me. I'm not gay at all. The problem is I can't stop thinking about that beautiful woman I met in the club. Should I call her or him? Question mark. What do you think, Brooklyn? <laughs> I I mean, if you're thinking about it, I would say yeah, call. Because yeah. I mean, who cares? You know, now these days, everybody wants a little piece of everything. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Call homegirl up and and just take it from there. I mean, don't you don't have to rush it, but. Yeah, I would say I would say anonymous. you know, I think that a lot of times, you know, people they want to put a label on themselves, and you don't have to have a label. Like we're coming. You definitely don't have to have a label on yourself. So whatever is your authentic self, I say just go for it and enjoy. Right, Brooklyn? Okay, our next question is Stephanie. My boyfriend's best friend and girlfriend always hang out with us, and sometimes when we party, I notice the girlfriend making eyes at my man. My boyfriend doesn't give her the time of day, but it's really pissing me off, and I don't trust her. What should I do? Um, Stephanie, I definitely think you need to call her out and have her. I think we lost Brooklyn, but that's okay. I really, I'm so thankful Brooklyn was on the show. He's awesome. I'm going to go ahead and answer the listeners' questions. I'm so sorry he got he must have got disconnected. Okay, so anyway, I think you should definitely call her out, Stephanie. I think you should most definitely say something to her, pull her to the side, and make sure that she knows what's up. All right, Devin wrote in. He put, I met this girl online and went out for a couple dates. I have roommates, so I didn't want to take her back to my apartment when we hooked up so we got a hotel room now she only calls me when she wants to hook up and i have a feeling that she's married she says she owns her own home but i'm never invited to come visit her i don't want to get killed by some psycho jealous husband what should i do how can i find out if she's married or not I mean, dude, you can definitely check on the Internet and find out what's up and see um, whether she's married or not. Um, It's pretty easy to find out. But I would just enjoy and not worry about it. It might be that she's got kids and she doesn't want, you know, her kid to meet you yet. Or maybe her, you know, her home is her safe space and she's just not ready to bring you there. It doesn't mean that she's necessarily married. And, I mean, with the Internet, you can find out anyone 
right, Jeff wrote in. He said, I'm 16 years old, and I always listen to your show. It's helped me so much with my relationships with girls, but I want to know why it's 18 and up. All right, Jeff, we just talked about this. It's 18 and up because we use foul language and because the content, you know, we're required to make it 18 and up. But thank you for listening, and, yeah, that's why it's 18 and up, because there is mature content. Michael writes in, he says, I'm 22 years old and I have no problem getting laid, but I'd rather jerk off. Is that weird? Um, you know, today with this day and age and, like, everybody's watching porn and everybody's masturbating, I don't think it's necessarily weird. Um, it's unfortunate because your generation, you know, everyone's, like, Porn is so accessible on our phones and everything, and it sucks that, like, we're all having these virtual experiences and not a real experience. So I would just encourage you, Michael, to try to have a real experience and be present in the moment instead of, you know, probably what you're doing is jerking off to porn. Julie writes in, she says, I'm in college and sexually active. I've recently had a lot of problems with breaking out and rashes on my vagina. (laughs) I'm scared to go to the doctors, but I know I need to do something because I don't want my boyfriend to notice. Is there a cream or ointment I can use, Dr. Zoe? Oh, Julie, you got to go to the doctors, babe, because I can't recommend a cream or an ointment, and you probably need a prescription. Um, I would definitely go to the doctors, go to the clinic, go. If you're really worried about, like if you're embarrassed, just drive a couple towns over and go to a clinic a couple towns over. But, Julie, I would get to the doctors as soon as possible. A rash on your vagina is nothing to play with. And as far as your boyfriend not noticing you, if you care about him at all, you don't want to give him anything either. So it could just be, it could be something simple. It could be a heat rash, but most likely if you keep breaking out, then, you know, you definitely should go to the doctor and get it checked out, Julie, right away. Cindy writes in, she says, I'm 30 years old and I recently got a divorce from the biggest jerk in the world. Don't we all say that after a divorce? (laughs) There's always two sides to every story, Cindy. But she says, I'm wanting to have a relationship with a woman this time because I'm sick of men's crap. Where should I start? Cindy, Cindy, Cindy. Okay, first of all, most likely if you're married to a guy and you had a bad experience and you think he's the biggest jerk in the world, you're most likely not gay. Um, You know, if you're curious, bi-curious, that's fine. Go and have your experiences, but don't just jump from being straight in a marriage to thinking that you're gay because you had a bad experience. That's one man in the world. There's over 7 billion people on the planet, Cindy, and I'm sure there's somebody for you. If it's a woman, then go for it. And where should you start? I really don't know. I really, honestly, I don't know. Um, You know, if you have a hobby or if you go out and you meet people, but I would like look into yourself a little deeper first, and no pun in- intended, but I would look into yourself and just realize that most likely it's just because you have a bad taste left in your mouth from this jerk that you divorced. Anonymous writes in, I'm a man of stature and in a conservative field. From the outside, my life is perfect, successful business, lovely home, beautiful wife, and an incredibly amazing daughter who will be attending Harvard this coming fall. Okay, thank you for mentioning that. 
what is not known that I've always been gay? My wife, knowing this when she married me, we used artificial insemination to conceive. Okay, obviously your wife is a beard. I've been seeing a man who worked for me for eight years. He's the love of my life, and we begin talking about marriage. I thought you were already married, dude. I'm tired of not being true to myself. Do you have any advice on how a man in my shoes should come out? Um, Anonymous, you probably wrote this in because you're familiar with my services as the confidential coach. And, um, yeah, you should contact catapultent.com. That's K-A-T-A-P-U-L-T-E-N-T.com for 100% confidential coaching. It sounds like a pretty complex situation, not necessarily a question we can answer here on the show, but we always encourage people to be authentic to themselves so I would uh, have a conversation with your wife obviously she married you probably because of you know who you are and what you do obviously if she already knew that you were gay but I would start at home with a conversation with your wife and then also your daughter um you know, coming out, of course, there might be some things that happen with your business and stuff like that, and we can walk you through that at Catapult Enterprises. That's K-A-T-A-P-U-L-T-E-N-T.com. Carl writes in, he says, I'm in my mid-30s and I have a fetish. I love to jerk off on my girlfriend's toes. She wants me to stop, but I can't. Should I dump her? All right, Carl, <laughs> we do a lot of shows about a lot of weird fetishes, and foot fetishes are very common. I don't know about jerking off on feet, but very common. I think the whole foot thing and shoe thing, you're definitely not alone. Um, as far as her asking you to stop, uh, maybe it's just weird to her. And, yeah, I mean, if, if she's not cool with it and you're not willing to stop, then obviously you got to move on. Okay, anonymous. Dr. Zoe, you and I know each other, but I'm not going to say who I am. I'm a professional athlete, and I recently got drunk at a party and found out a girl I had sex with got pregnant. The problem is I'm already married and have two children. I offered to pay for the abortion, and she wants to keep it. How do I break the news to my wife and keep this out of the media? Again, I would say this is really complex. It's not a question that we can just really cover here. Um, <laughs> with care, handle with care. Um, if you want to keep your marriage intact and you have a strong marriage and you made this mistake, you're obviously going to have to be forthright and honest with your wife. As far as keeping out of the media, um, it's probably going to cost you a pretty penny. I would definitely say that most likely you're going to have to um, have a conversation with this girl that you got pregnant about the importance of that. And as long as she's taken care of and the child is taken care of, hopefully she'll be cool with that. Anyway, that's all we have time for tonight. I want to thank Brooklyn J for being on this show. Again, check out Brooklyn on YouTube, Instagram, and it's Brooklyn um, his last name is spelled J-A-I, so check him out. And, Brooklyn, thank you so much for being on Dr. Zoe today. Tune in next time. We love our listeners, and we promise to always keep it sexy, savvy, and spiritual. 